The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look. Your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The Gospel of the Lord. morning. Today's gospel reading is both remarkable and unremarkable. Remarkable because it is the only text that we have in canonical scripture that tells us about Jesus' life between his birth and his baptism in the River Jordan and the beginning of his public ministry. And we're left to wonder why the author of Luke wanted to include this one story from that long, dark period, that blank period, if you will, in his life. A couple of things come to mind. Jesus is 12, which means in his society, he is starting to look towards adulthood. He's beginning to make that transition. And this is the unremarkable piece of today's story, and that is that Jesus, like most 12 to 18-year-olds, can't understand why his parents just don't get it. Hmm. I think I'm paraphrasing Mark Twain when I say, most of us, when we turn 20, are amazed at how much our parents have learned in eight years. <laughs> And it's a bit surprising, too, because Luke has already offered us the narrative of angels coming to visit Mary and Joseph, telling them how important this child that they are about to bear is going to be. Don't they remember that? 
somehow that seems to have escaped their mind. And they're being very understandable parents who are worried about their son, who is missing from the entourage heading back to Nazareth. Today, we also hear this story against the backdrop of national and political tragedy. The shootings in Arizona yesterday have shocked us very deeply, and our compatriots. And it's been interesting and also horrifying to watch the media reports go back and forth between focusing on the stories of the victims and on the apparent perpetrator of the crime. And we join in the chorus of voices from across the political spectrum who have said how awful this act is in condemning. As one prominent politician yesterday said, the act is senseless. And I agree, yes. But do we go on with life as usual after it? Because the other terrifying thing is that yesterday's act of violence in Arizona embodies something that has been going on in our discourse as a people, as a nation, for the past several years. And that is all about acting out of fear. And living in a place where we dehumanize those who disagree with us. And we condemn them. And we refuse to take action in order to understand the other. Most of all, those who have points of view that are different from ours. One of the most terrifying commentaries on yesterday that I read just this morning is that there is a way in which this parallels the developments of the 1960s when political discourse in this country had become so divided and so rancorous that we started to see a rise in violence and political assassination. It's not that those things are an automatic outcome of rational decisions whatever madness drove the person to do that yesterday, is a deep evil. But it presents us with a choice. A choice that parallels the choice that was in front of Jesus when he was confronted with his family who no longer understood who he was or what he was about. What do we do when we are confronted with people who do not understand our perspective? Jesus had a very clear choice, actually. He could have followed the scriptural line. The example of Samuel, for instance, who went to live in the temple to learn how to become a prophet, who left his household. Jesus had scriptural warrant to engage in the Holy Family's equivalent of what Bill Bishop has called in our country the big sort, the way we have divided into conservatives and liberals, tea partiers and bureaucratic money grubbers, the way we look at the other 
through a distorted lens. In that way, Luke's story could have turned out very differently about Jesus divorcing himself from his family and continuing his preparation for his public ministry, living into his call as Messiah. But that's not the example he sets for us. Instead, he goes home to Nazareth and continues to engage with those who may not understand ever who he is called to become. But he insists on retaining that relationship. And that is the call that we all have now. And that is cultivating and maintaining those relationships across the ideological boundaries that divide us. To remember that we too are a holy family, a family of God's people. And if we follow that path as Jesus did, we will be embracing the conclusion of today's story. And that is that by going home and being amongst people in a peasant village in the Judean countryside, Jesus grew. He grew in divine and human favor. And most importantly of all, he set aside the paths of fear and grew in wisdom. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.